Throughout your entire life, you will encounter moments that define your childhood, your teenage years, and your adult life. When you are emotionally connected to something, your mind will create a memory that you can seamlessly pluck from your mind. And if you're a diehard Monster Jam fan like me, you have and will continue to store amazing memories from each and every year. On today's episode of the Monster Jam Weekly Podcast, join myself, Nick, Wayne, and my dad, yes, he really is here, as we recap the very best moments from over the years. So strap yourselves in. Match that loud pedal. And get ready. Because Because it's time time to jam. jam! Hello and welcome back to the Monster Jam Weekly Podcast. My name is Jackson, also known as Monster Jam Historian. You can follow my social media at Monster Jam Historian on Instagram and Monster Jam Historian on YouTube. Today I am joined by Wayne, aka Avengers Racing. Please introduce yourself. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Pizza Wayne, driver of the Pizza Nader Monster Truck and Rigs and Rods. I'm here for the podcast. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Always like coming on here and see what we have to talk about. We have Nick in the Pits back once again. Hey guys, what's up? Super excited to be back on the podcast this week. Uh, I'm the official pit reporter for the Monster Jam Weekly Podcast, and you can follow me over on Instagram at Nick in the Pits. Super excited to see the discussions we'll get into this week. And the man who has taken me to countless amounts of shows has has been my biggest supporter, and looks like Bobby Parr, my dad. Hey guys, what's up? This is uh, Jackson's dad, aka Jackson's dad. You can follow me nowhere because I'm not on social media. However, it's a pleasure to finally be on the podcast. Alright, so today we're just going to talk about some moments. Uh, some of you guys might have different ones that I have. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to have a giant discussion. So I'm going to start off with my first two that uh, you guys can't really relate to or not as much as me and my dad. So some of my best moments are, of course, the last show that they ever had in my hometown, Brisbane, Australia, in 2017, and Melbourne, 2019. Those were two of the best shows that me and my dad have seen in Australia. Uh, Both were just fantastic shows. Uh, Brisbane 2017, Adam Anderson. Remember, Dad, that that save... Neil Elliott had a fantastic run, and then Melbourne 2019, that was fantastic. That was the first time we've been to Melbourne. Uh, It was such a beautiful city. Um, And they had uh, Stephen Sims there. We saw a lot of new drivers. Stephen Sims was fantastic. Uh, Colton Eichelberger, uh, who was fantastic as well. And uh, who else? Who was driving great? Morgan Kane. Sorry, Morgan Kane was fantastic. Uh, we got interviewed uh, by Casey G, and she gave uh, us the Max D spike. And after the second show, Morgan Kane gave us the Jolly Roger flag. It was just a great experience. I'm going to pass it on to Dad. What did you think of these? 
I think the best thing about Mountain Show was uh, they had two shows. So it started at 2 p.m. and one yep. that started at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, it's right in the middle of the city, like literally a kilometre, which is probably 0.6 of a mile to you. Uh, in the middle of the city, uh, there's hotels we could walk back after one show and um, come back to the other one. Uh, the pit party's awesome. Half the trucks are on the track, the other half are in the uh, like the outside arena area. Uh, it was awesome there. Yeah, it was really, really, really good. The whole weekend sort of thing. We flew in, stayed at a hotel for a couple of nights, flew back out, and the show with the lineup was just awesome. Yeah, the trucks just got smashed to bits after the first show, and you'd think, how are they going to come out and do a second show? But every truck better than the second show. Yeah. Um, couldn't have said it any better, Dad. Um, so I'm going to pass it on to Nick and Wayne. Do you guys have any other moments that you guys want to talk about now? Well, I want to go forward. I'm going to do the favorite show thing, because I know you guys are talking a little bit about your favorite show. And uh, I don't know, I can't speak for Wayne, but I've gotten to the point where since, after going to shows since 2003, I have somehow along the way lost count of how many shows I've been to. So <laughs> this list is going to be a tad bit long, but oh my. we... Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. And I think, Wayne, you are in part of the story, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh. Okay, so there's like a, a four-way tie for my favorite shows of all time. And one of them we just took, Wayne. D would you like to uh, elaborate on the story a little bit, what we just uh, went out and did? Yes, uh, Miami Monster Jam. We went back. out to Miami February 22nd and 23rd. I somehow, Wayne and I had met tampa show two in 2019 and here's yeah, the funny bro. story about this can you be quiet wayne <laughs> he always does this anyway i had known about wayne for a long time since he's you know he's oh my gosh he's such a celebrity on instagram and oh my lord and I'll, i was always like oh my god i'm so shy to go up and talk to him and i'd seen him multiple times and then at tampa show two i was just like hey you know what i'm gonna go talk to this guy and i did and that night we ended up going to a VIP experience and I knew I was like, damn, this, this guy's going to be a really good friend of mine. And so like a week later, I call him and his mom up on the phone and I'm like, Hey, I know this sounds really crazy, but what if in two weeks we took this like seven hour drive to go to Miami for two shows. And I think Wayne, you thought I was a little bit crazy. Didn't you? Yes, I did for a while there. And then, uh, Wayne I, thought I was I insane. I don't think he regrets it either. So we, we had our parents meet and we talked them into taking this huge six hour drive to go to Miami. We ended up going. And I think that was, like I said, that was tied for one of my most favorite shows of all time, simply just because of the randomness of it. We seriously had no idea what was going on. We were filming our way through it, which the vlog is going to be super exciting to watch. That was a, uh, that was absolutely insane. I will. We had like a 1am pizza party I I will never forget that weekend. That was really important to me. But also tied for first is uh, one of the first shows I went to, 2006. That was a really important show for me. That was just a really great show here in Tampa. You know, Batman and Superman were there. Dennis Anderson with the, the Green Ghost Gravedigger. That was super exciting to see. Gravedigger number 20. 
Yes, Gravedigger number 20. Okay, I want to spill about that later because I know we're talking about my favorite moments, but Gravedigger 20 is my favorite Gravedigger chassis of all time. Just saying. Anyway, yeah, it was just super fun. And World Finals is definitely one of my favorites. That's up there. That was a super fun weekend as well. But I think my favorite show of all time was Dennis Anderson's final ever show in Monster Jam in 2017 in Tampa. I will never forget and I almost tear up talking about it. I will never forget being able to be there and seeing that in person because that's one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm so grateful to have been there to witness that after being a fan of his for so long to see the um, untimely but somehow poetic ending as Tampa was one of his uh, biggest biggest cities in terms of fans. Tampa's definitely gravedigger country, so super fitting way for him to go out. And there's another- But yeah, Wayne. There's, there's not a lot, sorry to cut you off, Wayne, there's not a lot, oh, sorry, there's not very many people that can say, I was here, Tampa 2017, at this show where Dennis Anderson it was uh, re- retired. I can't even say that, sadly. Un- unbelievable to have followed him now, at this point in my life, for 17 years, and to have been there at that time to see somebody who was so influential, not only my my childhood but really my entire life like when he he was signing autographs in tampa tampa show one this year and i talked to him and as many times as i've talked to him i actually teared up again this time like it's it was definitely a very special moment for me to see him get to retire and it's still very special to even get to you know be be in the presence of him especially now with the hall of fame that's another one of my favorite moments of all time seeing him being inducted into the hall of fame along with scott douglas that was that was insane that was so Again, I teared up there again. For some reason, it, I, I get really emotional with Monster Jam, and I think it's part of that love that we have that goes so deep for not only the trucks but the drivers and the experiences that we share with our families. I think it definitely takes its emotional toll on all of us. It's it's that emotional connection that that you can make. I mean, I I go back. I think about Melbourne and how emotional that was to me too. And I think hopefully next year when Monster Jam returns to Melbourne, or just Australia in general, uh, if they come back and if they do a tour, I certainly want to go to not just, hopefully, my hometown in Brisbane, but Melbourne as well. Uh, Wayne, what is one of your best moments that you've either watched or been to in real life? You know, I've had so many fun moments during these past few years of being a fan of Monster Jam. All started back in 2011 when I went to my first show in Tampa, thanks to my friend Thomas. Wait, if the VIP experience isn't on this list, I swear to God. <laughs> that was <laughs> one of the greatest moments of all time. <laughs> it was a uh, spectacular one. It was very interesting. We don't, it was we don't an talk about that. One. It was <laughs> unscripted. It was, uh, it was unforgettable. It oh, was this, Monster Jam. I'm sorry. This crazy guy. <laughs> Nick yeah, always we, has something crazy to say. I think Very that's why unexpected. Wayne loves me so much. There's there's a reason that he puts up with my craziness. Yeah. Anyhow, it started all the way back in Tampa, 2011. I was in what elementary school, and my friend Thomas, who was a great <laughs> friend of mine at the time, offered to take me to Monster Jam, and I was like, sure, let's go. And I happened to go to the show that was a mud fest. So my first ever show was a muddy one. I remember that show. It I was a crazy that. one. There was mud going in the stands and everything trucks crashing left and right and my mom wasn't a fan at the time and after the pit party and everything she met her first driver which was chad fortune 
she dropped her pocketbook and got a picture with him. And I think after the pit party and after the show, seeing all the trucks tear it up, she was a fan, and I was too. I started watching back in the 2000s, but you know, but that was my first show, and that's one of my favorites. And then I'd have to say my second favorite show, or my first favorite show, excuse me, like competition-wise, was Tampa 2014. Because that yes. show, yes. every truck that came out was super consistent. Nobody sucked that night. Everybody had a great run. And that's only when there was racing and freestyle. And there was even an encore after with Dennis I remember that. That didn't Charlie make my Paul. list for some reason. Wow. That was one of the greatest moments of all time. Like, I forgot that, that, that happened, that's, actually. That's my, that's my favorite Tampa show, 2014. Charlie Pawkin came out, too, and it was a surprise. Like, I knew beforehand because I had been told. But, like, I don't think anybody really expected it. And they had Charlie Pawkin come out, and Dennis just tore the roof off the place, drove around on three tires, and Charlie Pawkins somehow did a front flip. It was wild. It was Didn't nuts. they have a Doomsday encore as well? They did. Yeah, that was the show that Adam Anderson drove, Doomsday. Oh, okay. I was at that one too. Wasn't it the same one? I thought they were the same one. It was. It was the same show, yeah. So they had two encores. They so basically what Dennis happened and Dennis Basically, Dennis wasn't an encore. Dennis basically said instead of doing a freestyle that he was going to oh, bring yeah, Charlie right. Pocket yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So it was like three hits that counted and then brought out the duo. And then Doomsday came out and the whole show capped off with fireworks and stuff. It was awesome. I missed the fireworks, when they honestly. they had fireworks. Although they, yes, had, yes. although they had fireworks and I don't know why. Um, they had fireworks and they had like flames. At Melbourne. I don't oh, know. I know. I, I know what you mean. That's very cool. And then yeah. I'd have to say that was my favorite show, like, uh, competition wise. My favorite moments I've had, like, going to a show, definitely came from uh, this year, all of the shows this year, and last year at World Finals. Because those were the ones that really, like, are stuck in my heart because. I made so many great memories. I met so many people at World Finals, my first ever World Finals. And ever since then, it, I've been enjoying going to these shows. And it's not just about the showings of the trucks and stuff. Like Tampa 1 this year was a little disappointing. And I still love the show just because of all the people I got to hang out. And, you know, it's a meetup for all of the kids that are on Instagram and everywhere else. Everyone gets to meet up. And have a place to just converse and enjoy the show after. So I find Monster Jam as a pretty cool experience for people that are into it. And if you make friends along the way, you get somewhere where you have a whole group of friends. And then the drivers get to know you and the hosts. And having that feeling is like nothing else. Like Monster Jam is totally different than every other sport, like experience-wise. I'm so ashamed that Miami didn't make this list. <laughs> I said every show from 2020. No, I understand, but Miami like specifically sticks out in my mind. <laughs> I yeah. wow, yes, I agree with that point that you made. That it's it's not only about the trucks; it's about the family that we have through these events that really, really bring out the fun in it. That's what makes it so different is the, is the family factor. You know, <clears throat> if you go to Formula One, you don't see Renault people working on Mercedes. Whereas a Monster Jam, you know, you can have Scooby-Doo people working on Gravedigger or Gravedigger... Then I can't speak. Gravedigger people working <laughs> on Scooby-Doo. And that I think that's what makes it so so unique and so different. 
Yeah, um, everyone wants to help everyone help exactly. get onto the track and get out there to compete. And another awesome thing is that it it seems like every other sport you can't meet meet the drivers like you do a monster jam. Yeah, you either get a free pit pass or you buy a pit pass. You go to the show and you get to talk to all these drivers, even if the lines are a little big. They make time for the individual fans and they love to converse and just talk with the fans. It's not just a hello goodbye. They'll remember you after a few shows, and it's oh, yeah. just an awesome experience. I have so many memories off the track, and I hope we do an off-the-track memory segment because simply just what drivers <laughs> have done for fans really... <laughs> don't you laugh, Wayne. <laughs> you stop laughing. Anyway, there's so many memories that drivers have made for us fans you know, off the track that, that there's so many short stories to share, so I do hope we get into that at some point in this and there's episode. a lot of stories to share from that Miami trip. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stories to share from Miami. There's a lot of stories to share from the past. Still, not still have to make me. that vlog video. We do yeah. some. Okay, we're not getting into that. I'm not going to fight with Wade on this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, this I'm going to move. This is Jackson's podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I'm going to move on to my next one. Uh, now, obviously, of course, me living in Australia, I can't talk about. I the independence. I can't really. Well. I can't really talk about, or I can't talk that much about shows specifically that, sorry, just shows that I've been to. So uh, I'm going to talk about just Monster Jam in general. So uh, my next one was Monster Jam World Finals 18. Just the whole entire World Finals. Holy crap. There was so many amazing moments. We saw Ryan Anderson win his first championship that we be, that we were waiting for since 2012. There was the first ever front flip by Leo Donnell, the mad scientist. There was the reverse backflip uh, by Neil Elliott. There was Jim Kohler's massive air. Uh, just the freestyle competition was insane. Uh, the encores, there was the Gravedigger 35th anniversary encore. That was incredible. And the racing encore where they had all the trucks come out onto the track and just line up. I mean, the pictures that were on Instagram were insane. Seeing 70-plus trucks fill up Sam Boyd Stadium, I've never seen that in my life. I and teared up watching that. So, exactly. I watched that. I think that was when they used to stream just the encores. And, and people were standing stream- on the trucks, you know. Yeah. It, that was that was very emotional. And then, going the, and then the 25th anniversary Monster Jam 25th anniversary truck did the forward momentum backflip showering Son of a Digger in Sparks uh, was just insane. Oh, my dad's back. Um, just, I mean, world fi- that World Finals 18 was just insane. Remember, Dad, when they had the front flip and the reverse backflip from that one World Finals? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I, I love the world finals. You know, any of them, they're all um, they're amazing. Yeah, the freestyles. I always say world finals 18 was the last of an era for world finals. And I think going forward, we will never have a world finals like world finals 18 or the ones that came before it. Yeah. But I think it, it was definitely one of the best shows that i've ever been able to see i think it was a uh, definitely 
it propelled the sport into what we see today with the innovation of tricks and the new formats and the flows of the show. I think it was very influential to what we have today. And all you see online is that front flip. You see everybody posting that 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 got everywhere. That was on Stephen Colbert's late night show. That was on. I'm so glad you said that. It got got media attention. Very rarely, I I hate to say this, I think very rarely Monster Jam gets gets as much media attention. Like, sometimes it's kind of like, most of the time it's either just promoting a show or it's like, bad stuff but that was the first time that i think something amazing that has revolutionized the sport made it that far the world was not ready for that moment no i mean and you know it does get advertised but like you said it's only for like shows like arenas or stadiums it's not really anything too big like on local news channels and stuff to get the sales going i like the way that uh everyone on facebook analyzing the physics of it oh the de- yes the debate about everything you know oh how it flipped and it went you you went, went you lower. went with that you were you were wondering why in the shot it looked like yeah. the front tires were at a certain level and they just and rose up i remember when people were on twitter and facebook saying it was photoshopped yes. i remember that yeah that, i vividly that. remember that yeah, that, that's what I was going on about the uh, the physics thing that everyone was saying. Oh, it's not real. It's it's, it's fake. And um, it's weird the way that the truck was almost going lower, but in the picture it was going higher as it flipped. So I love that. And um, the other one definitely is um, Pablo Huffbaker landing in the uh, front row at Vegas. And racing when he lost it in that corner. And it no, that was Alex Blackwell. Well, it shows you how much I know. <laughs> I just love saying the word Pablo Huffaker. Pablo Huffaker. <laughs> Am I the only one that remembers when Pablo Huffaker ended up in the dumpsters in Blacksmith at the end oh, of what yeah, was it, World yeah. Finals Three? Yeah. Well, then, in the well, white did, barriers. Well, no, he did. Well, he did too. Remember, he did the previous. He did the previous year in two thousand one. He wrecked Blacksmith into the dumpsters. No, the one where he intentionally racing. did it. Yeah, I know. And then he came out in Rage and Steel for freestyle, and then he drove on top of Sting. And then the next year, as you said, in two thousand two, he intentionally put it in the dumpsters. And then Medusa made a forever meme out of herself. With that glorious line. Hi, Pablo. Pablo, nice to see you. you. (laughs) Oh, God. That was funny. That was funny. She came out to Australia a few months ago. They put the funny pants on. Yeah, the the independent. Yeah, they had an independent show. Um, I think it was in Adelaide. The um, first one was in Adelaide. I think they did did one in Perth. Anyway. To know it all. Yeah, she came <laughs> over with a. It was probably about seven or eight trucks or something. I mean, she hadn't driven for a fair while. They made a big spiel of it. She was on the news and everything. I think so. Yeah. Saying, "Look at me, I am a monster truck driver." Funny enough, Medusa is actually one of those off-track moments that I wanted to talk about. So d- definitely, while she's a con- controversial driver, I think she's a uh, very interesting to watch. Just to observe how she carries herself not only on social media but in person it's really funny to watch her get fans you know not only on instagram and facebook really uh divided 
based on what she says is very interesting to me. And I know we're going off topic, but I don't I haven't seen a driver have quite the same social media presence that she has. Well, I'm actually well, I'm gonna hand it over to you guys to to give some more moments. So yeah, the floor is yours, guys. Well, I remember the first show that I actually said that I was a Gravedigger fan. I, and that story sticks out really clearly in my mind because my mom did not like Gravedigger. She in no way ever liked Gravedigger. If anything, she really didn't like him. Like she had this strong, I wouldn't say hate for him, but she had this dislike for him. And she, like when my dad went to Monster Jam, he went before Monster Jam even existed. He went back when it was... um you know, motor madness in those days with TNN. And he, when he and my mom started dating, you know, he was telling her all about these, Oh, you've got to see this. You know, there's this one guy, Dennis Anderson. And he just, he tears up the truck every day, you know, every time he goes on the floor and she was like, you know, Oh boy, well, what is he getting me into? So I know he was telling me they went, um, to go see it together back when they were dating. And it became like a tradition every year after that. And every time that Dennis Anderson would come out, she just absolutely did not like him. And it was because the other competitors, you know, never won anything because Dennis always came out and he was flipping the truck, doing cartwheels and people lost their minds over him. And she felt bad for the other guys who didn't get to win. So, you know, that's the equivalent of like nowadays cheering for Stone Crusher to win instead of Tyler Meninga. You know, so she was like, why didn't they let the other guys have a chance to win? So, of course, you know, first show comes along that I'm there, that I can actually speak and understand what's going on. And, you know, lights dim. Dennis gets his own intro. And, you know, Bat of the Bone starts playing. Truck comes roaring out of the tunnel. And I point at it and I tell my mom, that's my favorite. And ever since then, I've been following this truck. And you ask my mom now, we've gone across... Um, a lot of ground we've traveled very far we've spent tons of money tons of time she absolutely loves gravedigger dennis anderson all that grew now it's basically become our life and it's so funny to share that story because coming from not liking something to absolutely having it consume your life is really an extraordinary thing and i think it's all because of the family value that Monster Jam has because, you know, that's basically what our family is. We're, we're a Monster Jam family at heart. And I, I just think it's so funny to always tell that story because as big as a Gravedigger fan, you know, as I am now and as my mom is, because I think the only other Gravedigger fan in the world who's like, I'm number one Gravedigger fan in the world. And I think number two is my mom. Honestly, 100% it's my mom. And I think it's so funny and it's so ironic. And I love to tell that story all the time. Because it's not only where I got my start, but it's also where, you know, my entire family became Gravedigger fans. And you'll probably pass it down, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Wayne, no, do you no. want to oh. talk about any other moments that you remember? Or yeah, I think we could talk about Ryan Anderson's insane run in St. Louis 2019. Yeah. 100%. And freestyle. This okay. man... That was one of his best moves, if not the best move of the season. And That saved. was one of the best freestyles of all time. And another thing that happened was back at Anaheim, which was with Kevin King and Monster Mutt. You guys remember uh-huh. that? Wasn't that at San Diego? Maybe yes, it, it was, was at San, San Diego. Diego. Wayne I, doesn't know. Cities in California. That's it. They're basically the same thing. They both get like 10 shows. 
So anyhow, as I was saying, that was insane. The fans got amazing moments then. And uh, I probably have more stuff to talk about, which will come to me after the podcast. But that's about it. You know, Tampa 2011, 2014, and definitely the Miami trip that me, Nick, and my mom took. (laughs) That was a blast. Definitely. I do want to talk about another moment. I have a few off-the-track moments that are super special for me. Because, you know, being the super fan that I am and the super fan that my parents have become as a result of sports so much, it's become... Whenever shows come, it's not just the show. It's become the weekend of the show. It's become Monster Jam season. So, like, we'll head out to the stadium on Friday before the show. We'll watch practice. You know, I get to see the people in the pits, you know, hang out with my friends that work there. And, you know, also, Saturday when the show comes, we get to the parking lot at 9 a.m. And we'll have a barbecue. We'll have a tailgate party. It's just become this such – it's almost – as big as like the Super Bowl for us. And I think some of my favorite moments are just being with my family at Monster Jam. And I think that's super awesome. And like I, I keep saying it, but it, it, we go back to the idea that Monster Jam is such a family sport more than any other that you can possibly think of. And I think that's also because of driver interaction. Because you become family with these drivers. I mean, in uh, in 2016, one of my favorite stories of all time is we had uh, known Adam Anderson really well. And he... We asked him that Friday. We're like, hey, you know, do you want to go to dinner? And this guy was like, yeah, let's go. So we went out. We had a whole steak dinner with Adam Anderson at Longhorn. And it really started this friendship with him uh, that, well, I mean, we've known Adam since I was a little kid. I saw him in my in his Taz days. If you remember when Taz was a truck, we followed him back then. He remembered us. He saw us grow up through the years as he came to Tampa and, you know, we went out to dinner that night. We laughed. We joked. It was it was one of my favorite moments of all time, just being able to sit in the booth at a Longhorn Steakhouse with Adam Anderson and just chill and eat dinner with him. That was absolutely insane. And, it, and it's – oh, sorry. And it's those special drive – I mean, we kind of talked about it already. It's those special driver connections that you make, and that's what sticks in your mind. Like with Morgan Kane and me. But I'm gonna let my dad say something. Hold up. I think that's really what makes it so special is that he meets so many people over you know, all around the world over the years, but he generally remembers us, so um, he's been very, very good to us. We got the Jolly Roger flag last year at the end of the show in Melbourne. Um, we've made him some stuff to give to him, um, which we've since found out he still has. And yeah, I think I think the interaction with the drivers is as good as the actual show itself, because they know that it, it's the people in the stands that pay their bills. Speaking of Morgan Kane, and I know, Aunt Wayne, you're probably going to go off on a laughing tangent here. Wayne likes to joke with me about my relationship with Morgan Kane, but I, and I think Morgan has acknowledged it too, I just, he, he and I have this thing where, like, I'm his biggest Archer. fan in the world. So I know that Wayne is just going to start laughing because they all make fun of me for it. <laughs> but Morgan Kane is just one of those genuinely nice guys. And, you know, he, he remembers me from show to show. He cares so much about his fans. And so when we were in Miami and Tampa, if you know, his uh, his biggest fan was following him everywhere. 
and it was yeah, so hilarious to see him follow that. On. Can you be quiet, Wayne? <laughs> Wayne, Wayne makes it's it sound like I'm some stalker or something. Well, of course not. <laughs> you do that to Parker. This is this is why we bring Wayne on. This is getting even worse. Anyway, oh, yeah, let's, no, but let him let him continue. Yeah, no, it's just super awesome when these drivers remember who you are and acknowledge your existence because it makes you feel super awesome. So to be known as one of Morgan Kane's biggest fans is absolutely awesome. And to have him remember, like you guys said, remember you from show to show after seeing millions of people around the world is something truly awesome. And especially yeah. with the new age of social media, uh, we can be closer to these drivers than ever before. And I think they're utilizing that in a great way. I just remembered another another one too, and I think my dad can comment on that. Um, still speaking of driver connections, Rihanna Buchanan is is a great one that I remember we had. So she was a host in 2015, 2016, and then she drove Wonder Woman in 2017 and 2018, and we met her. Was it in 2016 that we met Rihanna? For the first time? Yeah, that was her debut in Wonder Woman. No, that was next. That was next year. Oh, we met walking through the pit party. Yeah, yeah the the right. first year. Yeah, because she was the, the commentator. Yeah, and then the next year she drove Wonder Woman, and then she remembered. Oh, we gave her. Didn't we give her some? We gave her something, didn't we? Yeah, we made her. A... I I think so. That and that was another great driver connection, that that we had because she was so nice and considering the fact that she was the first Aussie to compete in, well, she's the first Aussie monster jam driver because of course in 2013, I think we had Hayden McCleary and Jack Monkhouse, uh, compete, but they weren't driving monster jam trucks and they weren't monster jam drivers. So Rihanna, I mean the, the thing that we had with in terms of the driver connection with Rihanna was just great. And here's an interesting fact, guys. She went to Jackson's high school. Oh, yeah! So she took a, 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 a fellow student of uh, the same school that Jackson goes to. Yeah. Jackson I'm walked Mary Halls that Rihanna Buchanan talked or walked. Absolutely. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Dad. That was, yeah. That's super interesting, actually. I know. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to my next one. I'm going to combine a couple, mainly because they will relate to each other. 2019. Just, I'm just going to say, I'm just, no, I won't leave it there. 2019, the entire season from start to finish was insane. The point series were amazing. The first ever World Finals in Orlando was amazing. The All-Star Challenge yes. was amazing. Camden Murphy being in Bakugan Dragonoid skyrocketed his career. I mean, no one would have predicted that, you know, going from a pretty decent triple threat guy in arenas driving Pirate's Curse to being now considered as one of the best in representing the brand that makes these die-cast trucks. I mean, it's insane. 
uh, Ryan, aka Monster Jam OCD, and Doug, Monster Jam Action 81, they were talking about the diecast in the diecast episode about how that how Camden represents Spin Master so well and the connections that they made with him and how Ryan got to sign autographs alongside Camden. And again, we keep going back to these. It's these these connections that you make with these drivers that, that makes it so memorable. And just 2019 in general was just amazing. Um, the All-Star Challenge felt like, well, not really Friday, but Saturday felt like a mini World Finals. It looked like World Finals, and it, it, it was just racing and freestyle. They had typical Vegas racing. We saw one of the best races in history, seeing Camden Murphy beat Cody Saussier. Um, sorry, sorry, Cody Saussier beat Camden Murphy. My apologies. And then freestyle was just insane. World Finals 20 that I think you two... I know Wayne was. I think, Nick, you said that you were there. Um, and Jimmy Creighton winning World Finals 20 racing. I mean, it may have been controversial, but we'd been waiting... Or he had been waiting for... I think it was 18 years, 18 years in the making, and he finally won racing. He made it I to know. the finals, I think it was five before this, it was five times, and he lost each and every round, and then last year, he just said, screw it, and he just won. Uh, Tom Mance claimed his 12th world champion. Just 2019 in general was just an amazing Historic. year. So many amazing moments from start to finish and i'm glad that that i was able to see a show last year in 2019 i'm just glad that 29 i mean just 2019 was such a huge year for monster jam it was a huge year for me i went to melbourne which was one of the best shows that I've ever been to. I started the podcast. I met some of you guys, and it was just mm-hmm. insane. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys say. Actually, Dad, do you want to say something? No, okay, he's out. <laughs> um, Nick, Wayne, do you guys want to say something at all? Actually, okay. you brought up uh, Jimmy Creighton winning racing. That was truly special. Again. Every like, I feel like I'm saying this every single time I speak. But again, I cried. <laughs> I. I cried for Jimmy that I cried along with him that night. And I remember so vividly, I'd bet on him for so many years going into world finals that to see him finally get that win, especially when he said that he was talking to Dennis Anderson early in the night and he got really choked up and he said that he wanted to be one of the two guys. I mean, not one of the two guys, one of the guys that was finally able to win, not only racing, but also uh, freestyle. I feel like that, really hit home with me because to see somebody's dream play out in front of your very own eyes is absolutely historic and it was one of my favorite monster jam memories of all time definitely i mean i I, i'm kind of done with with that now i mean i could talk all about 2019 it's just insane just incredible i'm gonna move on to uh this is an individual run uh if Okay, if you don't count this as one of the best freestyle runs in the history of Monster Jam, then 
I'm I, I'm sorry to say I'm not entirely sure if you're a real Monster Jam fan because, and especially with the saves, Neil Elliott's run from Orlando 2012 in Maximum Destruction was jaw-dropping, heart-pumping from start to fit. Pardon me. Which city was this from? Orlando 2012. Yes. If you absolutely if you do not have you if you have never seen this run, I don't know. Then you can't call yourself a Monster Jam fan. Absolutely. And as big as a Max a Max D fan that I am, you cannot not have this on your list. Uh, because from start to finish, the run was insane. The air was insane. The momentum was insane. He filled the clock, and every and every the thing that everyone remembers was the three. I think they were back to back, back to back saves. Just no, seriously, picking up from where we were. I mean, just this run was insane. I mean, it. It was. I remember when they used to do the countdown for the top ten best Maxi moments, and just this moment from 2012 in Orlando with Max. I mean Neil Elliott. Still in my mind, I'm sure Dad can agree. I'm sure Nick, you can agree, and I'm sure Wayne, you can agree that Neil Elliott is by far the the best driver out there never to win a world championship. Dad, do you agree? Well, he uh, usually comes over to Australia driving Max D show apart from the last year one, wasn't it? And the year before, because that's when Tom Max Yeah, he deserves a championship. Yeah, he is on the edge. He has that much control of that truck, and his runs are fantastic. Yeah. Do you guys want to... I'm trying to think of who... Else could have po- the only other person who, well, no, because he won a, a championship too, so I can't even count him in. But I was gonna say Damon Bradshaw, but of course he won World Finals ten with Afterburner. Yeah, I mean, there, there was so just there's no so... nobody really else that fits that list other than Elliot. Maybe I, this point in this stage of the game, I would throw Tyler Menega's hat into the ring. I would. He's say... tried for so long too. I would say Camden Murphy. I wouldn't say he's the I was best, gonna say that but Camden's he's... career is so young. Exactly. Especially simply because he came over from arenas in twenty eighteen. So we take what well with Camden's case, he's improved so rapidly that it seems like his career has spanned multiple years, but in reality, we've gotten so many action packed moments out of him for two seasons now. So it's definitely been interesting to watch him, but long term, I think somebody who's battled so much and hasn't gotten it definitely don't count Tyler Meninga out of that race because he's definitely one to watch. Uh, no, seriously, back to what I was saying. You know, I'm, obviously, I may not like Gravedigger as much as you do, Nick, but and I still appreciate everything that Den- that Dennis has done. I'm kind of sad that I've never met him or seen him drive at a show, which. Is, is kind of sad, but nonetheless, um, I am a huge Max D fan. I love what Tom Menz does, and every single driver that has driven Max D over the years has worked their tail off, and all of them have had great moments. Tom Menz, uh, I've got a couple here. Um, Neil Elliott that we've just talked about. Craig Christensen, when he used to drive 
uh, Colton Eichelberger, Jared Eichelberger, Blake Granger. Uh, I guess he can count Chuck Warner. He hasn't really drove Max D. I think he drove it once or twice, but he's definitely on the list. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Yes, Tyler Menninger is definitely one of the best drivers never to win, but I think at the top, not being biased, um, definitely is Neil Elliott because he has been so consistent. We saw before the season, unfortunately, gotten cancelled, he had the most skills wins on Stadium Championship Series green, and he's just been a fantastic driver over the years, and his freestyle runs that he has done is just insane. Actually, one of them we got to see live 2017, Dad, when he went for the backflip and he was on the he was on one BKT tire and he set it down and we lost our shit. That was insane. Yeah, I was filming that. Going off your nuts at it and he screamed. He bumped the video camera while the time. <laughs> But, um, and if what did he just after that he just tore the truck to bits yeah yeah that was I mean just Neil Elliott's a fantastic driver I'm, I I don't have any any more to say to that there's a few moments where I've lost my mind like that and Wayne was there for if Wayne is still here I'm sure he can vouch for one of them in Miami when Ryan Anderson did his first ever mini flip and then he got it into the moonwalk while the truck was on fire and then literally blew the motor while the truck was on fire around him i if you listen back to that video and it's on wayne's youtube and his instagram somewhere you will hear me screaming like i have never screamed in my life before just absolutely like a little girl just ah! oh like i was like I don't even know what that scream was. You can't even put that into words, like what was going on there. And then that second moment was at World Finals when uh, LeDuc did the LeDuc Leap 2.0. Yeah. I I couldn't speak for a few hours after I saw that. Well, I, and I still that people still meme that video because my reaction was so natural and just out of shock and surprise and you know adrenaline it was just amazing that's another two moments that i won't forget that i think have had me the most shocked that i've like ever been in my life well i've got something to say but i'm gonna ask if wayne you're still here do you want to add anything on to what's been said i believe wayne is a little bit busy right now because he's still muted okay but well uh, this kind of segues into the next bit. I'm glad you brought up the Leduc leap because that still sticks with my mind. Uh, I wasn't obviously I wasn't there last year to witness it live, but watching it live was insane. He was the third to last truck out. Yeah. Yeah, third to last truck and out. And it was after. It was after this hour-long rain delay. So, like, yeah. Wayne and everybody, we were all sitting in the stadium. We were like, the track is going to be muddy. None of us have seen how it's going to react now after the rain. So, this is about to be terrible. We should just go home while we're at it because we'll beat all the crowds back out to the car. And then, and then 
when Leduc starts up around, I'm like, oh great, Leduc gets the first run out just because he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna have to deal with the mud the most. This dude just comes out and sends it off the ramp, and none of us were expecting this after it rains for an hour. Yeah, and I mean this this send, and it all goes back to the reason why he's he's a two time world champion, driving Metal Militia. Uh, at World Finals 15, the I think they I think they said it was four seconds of airtime back at that World Finals, which oh, yeah. was amazing, except for the track. The track was terrible for freestyle. But anyway, that's another story for another Whoa, day. You don't talk about um, that, yeah? <laughs> the podcast. But 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 um, no, seriously, just hey kids, you want to watch one dirt ramp with a bunch of containers in it? Then yeah, this dude. track is for you. <laughs> No, but I mean, and it's insane too. I've brought this up, and I don't think. I obviously I think people think about it, but I find it amazing. This move, the Leduc leap. I mean, this was so incredible and so iconic that they named it after the the name of the driver. I can't think of because any... it was such a ballsy move. Exactly, but I can't think of nobody's any... ever done that. I nobody's can't... ever come out and said, "I'm just gonna floor it the first hit," because everybody was so worried about filling time. Leduc didn't care. He just came out and just foot to the floor and just. Oh my gosh! It still leaves me speechless. I can't even think while talking about it because it's just so amazing. Didn't. Uh... He did that. I don't think anybody's done it similarly on the first hit besides Dennis Anderson. And he Dennis's Leduc leap doesn't get enough love, but he completely and totally tore up the truck when he did it. I th- Actually, I'm thinking of. Uh, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. All Star Challenge. All Star Challenge. That was friggin' amazing. That was horrifying. Actually, I don't know how she's still alive. The body must have smashed to pieces. The roll cage. Just, you know, oh, that was insane. I reckon that is more spectacular than the old uh, front flip. Yeah. I was genuinely scared watching that. Like, I. I was worried she wasn't going to get out of the truck. I was genuinely scared. I think everyone was shocked as in, holy crap, what did she just do? But at the same time, everyone was like, Jesus, I hope she was okay. Um, and that's why the Leduc leap is sort of like half outlawed now. Yeah, but and it goes back to what to what I was saying that I don't think there's any move out there that I can think of that's that's been named after a driver. It's not official, but the fact that everyone agrees on it, like when Toddler Duke's out, every, or like no, even just in general, like sometimes Toddler Duke says, "Hey guys, what should I do at the next show?" And you scroll down in the comments, and half the people are saying Leduc Lee. Leduc leap, Leduc. Do you think leap. he gets tired of hearing that? Like, do you think he at some point just like gets so tired of hearing Leduc leap and people telling him to do it? I th- because like I, literally, I, I, think he's, party, I, think... I guarantee you, eight out of ten kids in line tell him they want to see Leduc leap. Absolutely, definitely. But I, I think, I, I don't know. It's just 
another iconic moment. And Dad, you were talking just then. I think that you're confusing just a couple. No, no offense to you. I think the ones you're thinking <laughs> of is Avenger when Jim Cola hit the rock pile yeah. at one of them, the and volcano. he. The volcano, and he, he smashed the truck. Oh, with the silver and, body. And, and he landed yep, in the stands, kind of. Yep. And what was the other one? Oh, you said Max D hit the flatbed. That one, I think, was at World Finals 4, and he got stuck in the Yes, in the, the first. Wasn't that the first Max D World Max, Finals, if I remember correctly? Yep, first appearance of Maximum Destruction at the World Finals. What was the year that Tom Mintz totally destroyed the transmission and you couldn't even see the truck on the track because he was just that plowing it into things without a steering linkage? The 2004 World Finals that I'm going to segue into now because that was one of the best World Finals ever. And I and I love going back and watching it from start. It in there are so many iconic moments. I'm surprised, Nick, you haven't brought this up. Uh Dennis Anderson winning World Finals 5 racing against his teammate Pablo Huffaker and Blacksmith. Uh, Dennis's reaction was after winning it, it was just insane. When he was tearing up. Um, oh, yeah. Just amazing. And then freestyle, just insane. Lupe Souza narrowly missing Bounty Hunter. You remember that, don't you? And then Medusa hitting Bounty Hunter. And then Tom Mensa's just, yes. as you said, insane run. Um, I mean, just Lupe ripping out that, that whole front end. I remember that was the, I think on that DVD, that was the run where, uh, Scott Douglas was like, just listen. And you could hear Sam Boyd stadium just blowing up with applause for Lupe because he destroyed the truck. Like nobody had ever seen that night. And he, I, I, yeah. And Bounty Hunter getting stuck in the in the container yes. that caused those. Uh, I think Dennis had an all right run until he got caught by the what did they call it? I think it, they called it the seed container or something. I don't know, just the giant container. Um, do you want to say something, Dad? Yeah, I just remembered another one which before Todd LeDuc's jump. But remember Scarlet Bandit. <gasps> yes! 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 And, yes! Yes! and then did the like down. rollover yeah. thing that Bari yeah, did at All Star Challenge. Yeah, and it landed on, uh, but it, it, that was it, wasn't it? After that, but she hit the whole triple stack. And she got caught up. She got yeah, caught got up caught at caught the up end. Because yeah. she backed it right up, didn't she? Yeah, so she, she turned she, it around, backed it right up against the wall, and leapt and did. That was, yeah, that was amazing. That was the best female. Oh, actually, no, because Cynthia Gordier's is probably better, but that was, uh, I remember that one distinctly. And obviously, I have no idea which World Finals it was well, from. From World Finals So the encyclopedia nine. sitting beside me <laughs> said World Finals 9, which I'm sure I purchased for you. It was World Finals yeah, 9, yeah. Yeah, then. Oh, there you go. I do have some what? random facts that I remember. <laughs> Well, my I think, favorite I think most of, all, of them that you can think of, Dad, is, world, is, is from World Finals, because I know that we've watched... You, you've watched a little bit of some of the shows through the seasons, but you've watched every World Finals, and those are the ones the most that you can remember. Sorry, Nick, I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, I was saying... 
I I'm surprised y'all haven't. Um, what are you talking about? I what am I saying? I'm surprised that you guys haven't mentioned the World Finals where Dennis and Tom just destroyed every single truck that they brought with them. World Finals. That is my, yes, that. that yes. is my most favorite World Finals moment and Monster Jam moment. I think of all time. Just watching them, because remember that was at the time when, um, it there was a little less money, um, coming into the promoters' pockets. So to destroy that much money meant a lot of profits from that show were going out. So just hats off to not only the promoters but Dennis and Tom for willing to absolutely destroy their equipment for not better scores to not be paid higher, but it was simply for the enjoyment of the fans. And especially after Tom Mance laid down an amazing freestyle run, and then to have Dennis, I think, so he freestyled, uh, he freestyled one truck, flipped it over, and then I think he came out with another one, and I think, I don't know what happened with that one. I think he may have rolled it over, and they left it out in the center of the track. Yep, and then, and then Tom, Tom Mance came out and hit. He hit Gravedigger standing there, and he broke the the front. Is it the linkage? Linkage. The steering linkage. Yep. And then he just rolled it over, and then Dennis Dennis finished it off with Gravedigger stuck with the um, Goldberg in the. Obviously, was the it? Goldberg one. Yeah, the contain the container. I think it was the container. I'm pretty sure it was the container. Something like it that. It was the container. He Man. the way that ended was he got it. Wait, did he get it stuck in the c- container? I first? think he did after his his freestyle run. I gotta rewatch this because it's just so good. I thought I remember the way it ended. He went up for it, and then the container side caught the right rear, and it sent him over, and he almost saved it, but just it ended up upside down. Yeah, I mean. Man, I find it so hilarious, though, that after that, seeing these two guys going at it and, you know, they have such a big rivalry that afterwards, both of them get out of the trucks and just hug each other in the middle of the track was so awesome to see, too. That was an iconic moment there. The the sorry, I'm cutting that off. The relationship between Dennis Dennis Anderson and Tom Tom Mance, both on and off the track. You've heard it from Scott Douglas You've heard it from just about everyone. You're going to hear it from me. The fact that on the track, they are so competitive that they are willing to destroy their own trucks just to not only take a shot at a championship or something, but to entertain the millions of fans around the world, yet get off the track and be the best, the bestest friends. That didn't make sense. The best friends that, you know, in the world. Sorry, I'm going to hand it over to Dad. I'm just thinking where do they go from here? Do they start getting out of their trucks and doing WWE wrestling style? We just watched WrestleMania 36 and they were wrestling on top of a, like, transport truck. You think Tom Mance and Dennis should do that? Well, maybe not them. Maybe some of the younger guys. But do they do a freestyle and then they get out and, you know, they're, they're just wrestling on top of trucks and... You know, power bombing and slamming and swanton bombs off them because 
where can they go to next? Can these trucks? Just, I see Dennis just RKOing Tom yeah. off the top of a Max D. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Onto the Max D spikes. And I can see um, Avenger. Jim Cola. Jim Cola. His signature move would be a choke slam into a water pond. <laughs> With oh lots my of gosh! Babes hanging around. Back when Jimmy yes, that Kohler is Jim Kohler style. Jump into the pond. I loved it when he came out in the oh, like the limo with the open back, and there was a spa, wasn't there? He has a spa and, and two had, chicks. He had, he had a couple of lady friends in the spa. That's just gold. That's what they need to do. They need to do more showmanship stuff because you know, I. How much beatings can those trucks take? That's the thing. I mean, they smash those trucks. The leaps are just unbelievable. And it's just motorsport at the end of the day. And you see NASCAR and sprint cars and Indy cars. You see them crash and hit the wall and they rip apart. But these trucks are so heavy. They're getting so much air. And when they hit the ground, the pressure on just one part is just amazing. And... Most of the time it, it sticks, but, you know, God knows what's going to happen if, if, you know, if they have a really bad accident in it. Do they limit, you know, the, the skills and the stunts that they can do? Who knows? But I've always been a huge motorsport fan, big sprint car, speedway fan, a big NASCAR fan. But when it comes to going to a live event, Man, Monster Jam blows every other motorsport out of the ballpark. Heck yeah. Just the slickness of the show, you know, just how quick everything goes. It's just a really, it's two hours of pure entertainment. And like, it's it's almost like, back to what I was saying, it's like the world wrestling of motorsport. It's just, there's a good storyline. It's insane. It's fast, it's quick. It's over. You come home and you think, man, I don't care how much money that cost me to go and see. That was amazing. Even the worst show we've seen yeah. has still been incredible. We come home and thought, oh, that was just the best night ever. Even Sydney 2018, oh, yeah. when it rained and the action was kind of meh. When we think about it, we got to see Tom Mentz for the first time. Um, not only in person, but in real life. We get to see Cody Saussure. We get to see a couple of other drivers. We get to see Ken and Murphy. Actually, it's funny because we've been to three different states watching Monster Jam and here in Australia, and we've seen the same people, haven't we, at each place? Like we'd be in a queue to the early yeah. We saw that one and, guy. And we see the same people that go to the same shows because we only get one show a year, unfortunately, but. It's worth every cent to go to. Definitely. I couldn't have worded that better. Not not just about the, you know, the paying for it, but just, yeah, I don't I don't have anything else to say about that. Do you guys want to say something else? Uh, no, not really. No, no. I mean, you know, it's just always interesting to watch these iconic moments and play out, you know, as we're... We're slowly, you know, getting deeper into this because at the beginning of this conversation, we were really shallow on what we were talking about. But now we're getting into really old stuff. And I think, you know, looking back at the past of Monster Jam is really 
important to moving forward. So uh, a lot of the, these older moments are really influential to what we see today. So definitely, yeah. And piggybacking off of what you and your dad said, uh, even when it can be a horrific night, and you know, even Wayne said it too, and things don't go according to plan, it's still some of the most fun that you've ever had in your life. So you can always leave a show you know, saying, wow, that was fun, you know? No matter how good or bad the actual show itself was, it's an experience instead of just, you know, rather than, you know, just the two-hour show. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to just combine a couple of these and let you guys uh, comment on the ones that I'm going to bring up and if you guys want to add some more. Uh, So my last few moments I have, I'm just going to combine all of them. so 2014 was just a fantastic year for Monster Jam in general, but when I go back and I think of an amazing show, I cannot, other than my first Monster Jam show I went to, I can't, and World Finals 15, I can't think of a better show than Atlanta 2014. Just insane from start to finish. Uh... Dennis's freestyle, Ryan's freestyle, Neil Elliott's freestyle. The racing was insane. Uh, just an amazing show. And just the Georgia Dome, besides the Pontiac Silverdome and Sam Boyd Stadium, there will never be a more iconic venue than the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And it's sad that, you know... That's another place I always wanted to go to, along with Anaheim and Vegas and a World Finals. I really wanted to go to a show in Georgia Dome in Atlanta, and I hope in the future years, me and Dad can go out to a show in Atlanta, because sure, it might be expensive, but the history of Monster Jam in Atlanta is insane, and Atlanta 2014 was one of the best shows that... Um, that I've, obviously, again, I wasn't there, but just watching it on TV was insane. I mean, Rottweiler had an almost front flip. That was just insane. Just 2014 in general was a fantastic year, and Atlanta uh, 2014 was another one. Uh, Again, this is another Max D moment that you can't forget, and I know Dad will remember the moment I say it. So picture this, we go back to 2006 and Dennis Anderson has just tore it up in freestyle and he has the lead. And then Max D is about to come out next. And he's about, he he realizes like, okay, my rival's in the lead. I'm going to have to do something to top Dennis to take freestyle. And he's coming out and it, it looks like a repeat of 20, 20, sorry, 2003. And he just rolls it into the pond. And we're like, what is happening? Like, please don't tell me that De- uh, that Tom Mens is going to have a, a terrible run. And then the truck shuts off and we see someone climbing out and it's Neil Elliott. And everyone's like, what is happening? And then Tom Mentz comes out and does a lap in a second Max D and then jumps over his own truck. 
that is sitting there in the volcano and lays down a fantastic freestyle run from start to finish. And I'm, I, I think you guys might have some say, sorry, I can't speak. I know that you guys might have something to say, but I'm going to pass, pass it on to dad because I think he's itching to say something. I was thinking about that. the same truck had two trucks if you get what i mean yeah they had two trucks so they yeah and um so you'd think oh my god there's two max d's in reality there's probably hundreds of max d's around but yeah that was amazing and scott douglas built it up so well almost like back to the wrestling analogy that the, the tension is, oh, what's he doing? What's he doing? He comes out and he just leaps it like it's just a little toy car. That was that was cool. Uh, and the rest of the run from start to finish was just insane. And that, to me, is, other than his days in Goldberg and even his days in Monster Patrol and what was the other truck? Bulldozer. Um, and his run at world finals five that was what told me in my mind and said tom mance is just insane and is one of the best drivers out there that is what cemented yeah. tom mance as one of the greatest monster jam drivers to ever live dad do you want to say something else yeah i was just thinking before that when you think about tom mance, uh, the, the, their children are amazing as well. It's just like a football player who becomes the best player as well. So you wonder what they have in them to be able to be that good. Is it the equipment? Is it you know hanging around with the father, you know, little kids, and learning how to? But um, I think my best thing I've witnessed myself was Melbourne last year, 2019, where Colton Eichenberger was in Max D. We were front row in a corner, which when we sat there, I thought, oh, my God, these aren't really that good seats. And he was right in front of us at the jammer. He did... He did a moonwalk. He did a moonwalk on the popper. No, 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 he did a... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I've got the encyclopedia here (laughs) uh, editing what I'm saying. He did a moonwalk right in front of us. I had the video camera on him. There was the flames shooting up from all the firework stuff in front of us. And he just held it for so long. And I remember posting that video on a couple of car pages, and it got shared thousands of times. And... um, for not Monster Jam fans in general, but just motorsport fans, and people couldn't believe the skill that he has just to hold that truck so heavy in place. And keep in mind, and keep in mind too that that's the first time we've ever seen, like we've seen on TV, like Ryan Anderson holding Moonwalk forever and stuff. That was the first time we've seen a Moonwalk that good in person. And it was literally 50 metres in front of us, which was yeah. uh, it was fantastic. And the section we were sitting in, um, even though it was so loud on the truck and the pyro and the commentators and that, it, 
everyone was going off. It was just amazing. All right, I think you guys want to say something else, so I'm going to let you guys say something if you want to. Oh, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm processing all that stuff that you guys said because you guys shared a lot of your personal uh, opinions. So first off, the year that Tom jumped deals Max D, that was awesome. Uh, I definitely think that was a different time for Monster Jam because that stuff wouldn't happen now. You would never see that happen again in the current Monster Jam era that we're in. But I think it was a relic of the past. I think it's something that I look back fondly on. I remember uh, seeing that because at that time, remember, you know, we didn't have the Internet like we do now to, you know, spread everything that happened in Monster Jam and all these wow moments. So we waited for it to come out on DVD. You know, so I remember getting that DVD in the mail because I have all the world finals that were released on DVD on DVD and sitting down and watching it and just being so shocked by uh, everything that happened that year. And I think uh, Tom jumping is one of the most iconic moments of all time. But I also think it's uh, one of the most iconic moments of that era of Monster Jam. So I think that's really awesome. Also, what Jackson's dad was saying about the next generation of the drivers, you know, like Dennis Anderson's sons and uh, daughter. I think that talent that they have comes from being around their dad so much. Cause when you have such a talented person and Dennis Anderson is one of the most talented people that I've ever had the opportunity to meet. I think growing up with somebody like that really rubs off on you. And I think not only how they drive uh, is affected by Dennis, like Dennis really instilled uh, the proper driving techniques on them, but he also taught them how to, you know, be fair competitors, uh, be sportsmen, know their morals and their boundaries, know how to compete fairly, all that. So, you know, the sportsmanship on the Andersons is some of the best that I've ever, uh, as far as uh, athletics go. Honestly, all major sports, you can have some, some real snobs in sports. Uh, especially, you know, football players, baseball players, but the Andersons are such down-to-earth people. They'll sit there and they'll talk to you during pit parties, talk to you after show. They they truly care about their fans. And I think that was really something that Dennis made sure uh, make sure his sons knew. And that's something that they still carry on with them and we're going to continue to see from them. They just learn from their father and their father is absolutely uh, a textbook example of what a true athlete and sportsman is. 100%. 100%. Um, man, we are getting some great discussion. I can't wait to edit edit this. Um, Wayne, do you want to say something about what my myself, my dad, and uh, Nick has said? or Because I'm going to list the last... Wayne has bounced again. Okay. Um, all right. So, I again, I'm going to combine these... Um, not, they don't relate to each other, but oh well. Uh, so we were kind of just talking about it before, but World Finals 9 in general was just such a great, fantastic World Finals. Uh, you know, it's it's more iconic to me in freestyle. Uh, we talked about it in the last, not the last episode, sorry, I forgot to put out the Vegas one. Uh, sorry, the video games one that I put out today as we're recording this. Um, the Vegas one... Uh, we talked about Lindsay Wink in 
who was then driving Built for Tough Blue Thunder, having a fantastic run. Uh, we talked about just before uh, Scarlet Bandit's freestyle run. And, of course, even if, again, you don't have to be a Gravedigger fan to just just a diehard Monster Jam fan, but if you don't think that a good run, like, okay, in a list of the 10 very best freestyle runs, if you don't put Adam Anderson's winning world championship run up there, then I, you're not a Monster Jam fan. And I hate to say that because they sound really mean, but it's true, though, because that defines a freestyle run. It had wow moments, him jumping over the triple. Uh, he had big air, obviously, again, over the triple. He filled the time. He had momentum. He had all of it. And that is just... And he deserved that. And he, he won. And that made him the youngest world champion in history. And that is just yeah, insane absolutely. to think about, that he had just a fantastic... I can't... It's so hard not to repeat myself, but I'm serious when I say that. I mean, it was just insane. And the rest of World Finals 9 was fantastic. Uh, Chad Tingler, Monster Mark Dalmatian, first truck out. And he just sends it over the triple. And yeah. I said in the last episode, sorry, not, I keep saying the last episode. Uh, I meant in the episode I did beforehand, uh, I said that Chad Tingler was the first truck out of World Finals 9, and he hit the triple. The triple then went away, sort of, and then it was at the All-Star Challenge. And what did Barry Musawa do in Zombie Fire? First truck out, hit the triple. And that is just, that was just an iconic Monster Jam moment. And on the list of great, of the greatest world finals in history, if you don't include world finals nine, whether you've been, whether you were there live or you were not, you have to put that up there as one of the best because it just was. It just from, we talked about Scarlet Bandit and I just talked about, Adam Anderson and Taz and all that great stuff. Just that was a fantastic world finals. And I'm going to move on to the next two. And then I'm going to let you guys have your thoughts. Um, Backflipping now is kind of the norm in Monster Jam. And it technically started from Tom Mensa's encore at world finals 10. But in my opinion, it truly started at Jacksonville 2010, where Cam McQueen and Nitro Circus came out and pulled off the first ever in-competition backflip that now has, as I said, has become the norm. That was insane. Scott Douglas lost it. Mark Schrader lost it. Cam McQueen lost it. Becky McDonough lost it. Every fan in the stands at that show lost their mind, and especially those that I think the people that were at the previous World Final see Tom hit a ramp purposefully built for that, and the fact that he technically didn't land it, and then to see Cam McQueen hit something that wasn't even meant for a backflip and land it. Well, it was. And it he, was. Actually, what's so interesting about that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that ramp 
while it was not, and I think everybody likes to point this out when we talk about the backflip from Cam McQueen not being planned. Well, I have to admit he worked with the track crew and made sure the ramp was able to do the backflip because he was planning it. And a lot of people like to point that out and say it wasn't that special. You've got to remember, while yes, the ramp was built for that, he landed it off of a ramp that's not even as specifically tailored as Tom Mintz's was the previous year. And Tom Mintz had the Wilman chassis that really rotate really well. And even then, he still wasn't able to get the flip. So for Cam to land it off of a less impressive ramp is super awesome and super amazing. So I think Cam definitely deserves that recognition. And and as I as I've said... That led on to now what is the norm. We see drivers pulling up backflips left and right. And it all started with that one move right then and there. And I'm going to move on to my final moment that I'm sure I know Dad will be able to talk about because we talked about this a lot when it happened. I'm sure Nicky will be able to too and Wayne if, he, if he's still here. And again, another freestyle that you cannot count as not one of the best is just foolish. Ryan Anderson's freestyle run from Syracuse 2017 where he pulled off the... Uh, there was a moonwalk before but we had never seen something as amazing as that moonwalk. That was just insane. That to see that, and again, it's now a norm. We see drivers pulling off moonwalks here, left and right, and Ryan is still uh, trying to pull off amazing moves. We've seen so much innovation with the moonwalk. We've seen a backflip to moonwalk. We've seen a just a just a standard moonwalk. We've seen a bicycle into a moonwalk. I think soon we'll probably see. Um, probably wheelies into moonwalks or, or something like that. We'll see something in the coming years that will make us, to, to, put, I... it, to put it bluntly, to sh** ourselves. And this was just a fantastic moment. And I think it just, I, it, was, it was iconic. It was iconic. Everyone goes back and says that this was... A, a fantastic moment. I'm, I, I'm sorry, Nick. I remember... Oh. Sorry, go on. I was saying, I remember at that St. Louis show where Ryan did that first... Uh, oh, he did the sidewalls. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Was oh, it St. Louis where you did the, the moonwalk at first in 2016? I thought that was at an arena. No, 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 no. The one where Tom Mintz absolutely lost his mind while commentating. I thought that was Syracuse 2017. It, that is Syracuse he... 2017. I'm mixing up my cities and my years. Great. <laughs> anyway, I remember just watching that and Tom to have Tom Mintz lose his mind, it has to be pretty special. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna hand I it over to... oh. 100% remember that. I'm going to hand it over to Dad because he's going he's gonna to say something. I remember seeing that on different um, other car-related pages, that that was probably the best uh, freestyle run outside of any world finals by far. He was, it was just action-packed. He was out of control the whole time. Um, and what he can do with that truck is just 
mind-blowing. You just wonder how he could, being so young, have so much natural talent. The truck is just the best equipment money can buy. It kind of reminds me of... Um, I'm a huge Jeff Gordon fan who... I actually met running sprint cars in New Zealand back in 1986, and um, this shows you how old I am. And um, he was like NASCAR's the person who sort of changed NASCAR to what it was, but isn't anymore today because it's the World Wrestling Federation now of uh, motorsport. Um, but those Anderson boys have just Stepped it up to another level. I couldn't agree with you more, Dad. Nick, do you want to add some final thoughts before we close off today's episode? No, I think we've chronicled really well not only the modern... Um, how do I even put this into words? This has been such an amazing episode. The modern era of Monster Jam, but we've also put in the elements of previous years and how amazing those have been. And we've really chronicled basically from 2000 to here the greatest moments of all time, but we've shared our input about them, so it was super interesting to hear. I know um, we definitely need to do have... We could have been more in-depth, and I think that would be a great idea for uh, future think, episodes, I, definitely I think, bringing I think, on... I think definitely if time's aligned and if Dad wants to do another one... I think we should definitely do a part two because thinking about it now, um, we we are a, a bit busy today, but that that's not important. We sat down. We want. I've wanted to do one with my dad for so long, and obviously you guys, <laughs> especially Nick and Wayne, you really wanted to do it with dad and hear all of his ramblings and all that stuff. And uh, but yeah, Which I can think I, of some more. I, I really can think applaud of some more moments that I can think of, and I think. As as da- as I've said, if 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 you Nick and Wayne is down and Dad's down, I think some point we should regather, come back, and we should think of some more some more moments. Because as I said, there's a ton more that I can think of that. Oh yeah, this is a never-ending discussion. You can always bring up something new because we're so action-packed, and we've had at this point close to thirty years of Monster Jam. To totally chronicle, you know, whether it's the 1999 unofficial World Final Zero to the cancelled World Finals this year. There's been so many events that have happened in between those two and beyond that, you know, in the past that have shaped what it is now uh, to be able to talk about and just discuss with, you know, people who know so much about the sport and really have a love for it. Definitely. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Remember, if you want to follow my social media, it's at Monster Jam Historian on Instagram and Monster Jam Historian on YouTube. You can also follow the official Monster Jam Weekly podcast page at Monster Jam Weekly underscore podcast on Instagram and Monster Jam Weekly podcast on Anchor and Spotify. As always, before we end off today's episode, is there anything that... Uh, Nick and you, Wayne, and my dad want to like shout out in general, just social media or something like that. I'll let Jackson's dad go first. Is there anything that you want to shout out? <laughs> yeah, I uh, would like to shout out to all my social media, which I have none of. <laughs> um, so thank you for having me on today's episode. 
I am actually Jackson's dad. You can follow me at jacksonsdad.com.au, which is actually a fake website, or my Instagram account, which is at jacksonsdad forward slash beer underscore podcast forward slash it doesn't exist. <laughs> and also my Facebook account, which is Jackson's dad at Facebook slash Mark Zuckerberg. I'm also on Twitter at you're a tool if you believe what I'm saying, underscore Jackson's dad. And also I'm on some kind of futuristic social media, which doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> so uh, I'll hand it back to Jackson. Thanks for having me. Um, and hopefully I'll come on to a future show. I, I'm just going to say this right here, right now. If we can get this, this podcast to 50 plays in how, how long we, we have to done? make Jackson's say, dad an Instagram. I was just going to say, we'll, we'll give you, I, I wrote down what he said. It, I have Jackson's dad slash beer.com forward slash. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go guys. If you guys are listening right here, right now, get this to get this to 50 plays in three days. And we will make, we will make the official Papa historian Instagram account. Is there anything that, that Nick you want to shout out or? or I want to shout out Jackson's dad for providing the quality entertainment for this episode. We just have to throw some applause in there because this was one of the most interesting episodes I think we filmed. I don't think it was as crazy as I was expecting it to be, but he actually had some really great uh, pointers and you know his own feedback that we don't get to hear a lot from it's you know you always hear from the people who go to the shows but you never hear from the pe- from the people that you know like pay to go to the shows you know uh besides for you know, like myself who pays ridiculous amounts of money to go but whatever but you know like the moms and dads who pay to go to these shows with their kids you never really hear that side of the story so to hear that was awesome but i'm gonna plug my instagram as always you know at at nick in the pits always got some information news to share of course uh the official uh, pit reporter for the monster jam weekly podcast will have some new episodes coming out when the coronavirus thing is over with uh again it sucks but you know it's basically you know it's what we're dealing with so super exciting times uh we're gonna see a brand new season coming out soon maybe we'll see all-star challenge coming up but we're gonna take this one day at a time and we're just gonna uh, enjoy every day while we can so Excited to uh, continue to be on this podcast. We'll see where it takes us, and uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Hey, thanks, Nick. You just uh, reminded me of something when you said that about the uh, mums and dads that take us. I reckon our average show that we go to, which is only once a year, we fly in, we grab a hotel, we see our our show. It's a $2,000 weekend, but... I don't care about the money. It's about bonding with my son. It's seeing the entertainment, which is every year is just mind blowing. So you're right. It, it's it's a family bonding thing, um, and entertainment value. It, it's amazing. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, as always, it's always. It's never cheap to do things with, you know, your entire family. But if you're going to spend the money to do something with your family, you know, you got to make it count. And I think 
this is one of those things that truly does count because it it's something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. You know, I remember all my Monster Jam memories, and even now, you know, going with my friends and stuff, uh, I always make time to go to at least two shows in my family a year, and I think it's a it's become tradition in many families. So it definitely it brings families closer together, and it provides entertainment like uh, any other. It'll definitely be a tradition in our family, and it kind of has been. Uh, since yeah. I think Wayne is either muted or he's just dipped, which is okay. Uh, if you want to follow Wayne on Instagram, it's at Avengers Racing. You can also follow his YouTube channel as well. Uh, and yeah. And I wanted to thank you everyone so much for listening and tuning in to not just today's episode, but all of them. Remember, um, let's get this to 50 plays in the next three days and I'll make a Papa Historian Instagram account where he can post just any sort of crap that he wants. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you everyone so much for listening and have a fantastic week and I'll see you guys later. Bye guys.